Gina Carano refuses to get canceled, which means conservatives are finally fighting back. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. There was a, uh, an old world order that we got into back in the days when we dealt with conservatives and cancel culture and all that stuff. Cancel culture has always been around, but it has intensified in these last 10 years with Facebook and Twitter and in these outrage mobs, these people that live to be outraged about every single thing. And so the way that this used to play out, and we're talking about, you know, the old 2010, 2011, 2012, the way this used to play out is that somebody would say something and there will be a lot of people on Twitter that were fake outraged about it. They would get something trended, fire this person, cancel this person, whatever. And that person, that entertainer would be fired from the job and they would just slither away, you know, never to be heard from again. Right. But Gina Carano is an actress that is on a Disney Plus show called The Mandalorian. I'm not a big Star Wars buff. I've never seen this show. I hear it's amazing. I do know of her as an actress because I personally like the subgenre of female action stars. Just, you know, just look, just like bad bitches kicking ass. Like, I love it. Okay, I I love these movies. So I was aware of her through that subgenre because it's a subgenre I like. But anyway, so this actress, Gina Carano, last week got canceled, quote-unquote, right? The, the mob canceled her. And, and, and this is a story. Pirano sparked outrage on Twitter. Oh, my God, these people that just live to be outraged on Twitter. These And, and the thing about Twitter, guys, is Twitter is about 3% of the population. And I, I say all the time, stop listening to outrage mobs on Twitter. Let them shake their fists and let them do all this stuff, and they will wear themselves out eventually and move on to the next outrage, because that's what the mob does. But anyway, so she compared modern-day Republicans to Jews in Nazi-era Germany. Okay, so now, before we even go into this, I just want to say that Holocaust comparisons are generally ill-advised if you're talking about anything but the Holocaust. It's not something that I would have said or that I would have done, but that's not the point. So I'm going to tell you, this is something that she posted on Instagram. And and I'm going to read I'm going to read exactly what this photo said. And it was accompanied by a photo I believe of a Jewish woman, you know, back in the Holocaust era just being attacked by Nazis and and things like that. So this is what this caption read. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? So this is what she said on Instagram. Before we get into all that, like I said, you generally don't make Holocaust comparisons unless you're talking about the Holocaust. I think that Racism and anti-Semitism and all that stuff, it's a factor of intent. I do not believe that her intent was to be anti-Semitic with this. I believe that her intent was to draw, however ill-advised a line this was, was a line between the factors that led to the Holocaust and some of the cancel culture that is engaged into this day when it comes to conservatives, uh, Republicans, um, the, the dehumanization of Republicans, the, the, the idea that 75 million Americans that voted for Trump are racists and Nazis and, and white supremacists and homophobes and all of that stuff. 
a sloppy comparison, yes. A bit of a lazy comparison, yes. An ill-advised comparison, absolutely. But a fireable offense, I personally don't think so. That's not what the cancel culture mob on Twitter thought. Because these people have been targeting Gina Carano for a very long time. This is somebody that, and it's so funny, because she plays this strong female badass character on the show The Mandalorian. But Gina Carano is a strong female badass in real life. And then as soon as she started using her voice in ways that they didn't see fit, they wanted to cancel her. Now, there were uh, a lot of people that got mad at a what I think is kind of a funny joke that she made last year when she went after the pronoun mob. You know, the pronoun, oh, you know, he, him, his, she, her, they, them, you know, the pro, the pronoun alphabet soup, like the loonies, right? That just need something to do. You know, look, it's, it's the pandemic. Everybody's home that they're bored. And she made what I, what I thought was a very funny joke. She put in her Twitter bio, her pronouns are her beep, pop, boop, which I actually thought was hysterical. So it was a little funny joke. She She was on the outrage mob's radar since then. They wanted to force her to apologize. Lucasfilm, Disney Plus, whatever. They wanted her to make a statement. Uh, They wanted her to publish a statement that they wrote. She said, no, I'm going to, you know, apologize in my own words. And she said that the intention wasn't to be transphobic. The intention was to poke fun at the, the pronoun crazies, right? So what happened with that is that she ends up being taken off the press tour for The Mandalorian. All this other stuff. Fire Gina Carano was trending, blah, blah, blah. They didn't fire her then. But now... They did. So now she was fired by Lucasfilm after she put out this post on Instagram, you know, with the lazy Holocaust comparison. And so they are saying that this is abhorrent, this is abhorrent language, whatever, Holocaust comparisons, blah, blah, blah. But, and here's the hypocrisy of the left, and this is the hypocrisy that's going on here. Hollywood leftists have been comparing Trump to Hitler for years. They have been comparing Republicans to Nazis for years. This has happened nonstop since 2016, since Trump was elected. As a matter of fact, the lead on the show, The Mandalorian, is an actor named Pedro Pascal. He was also the villain in, in Wonder Woman 1984. He posted on Twitter a photo from the, you know, the Holocaust, the concentration camps at, at, on the top. And then on the bottom was the quote unquote kids in cages. You know, you remember the kids in cages, right? That started in the Trump administration. And so he compared that. He made the comparison himself. Did this man get fired? No. Did anybody say anything? No. When, when Deborah Messing, Hollywood actress Will and Grace, was comparing Trump to Hitler, when these people are calling all Republicans and all conservatives and everybody else Nazis, did they get fired? No. They got cheered on for it. You know, they got lionized for it because this is a Hollywood double standard. And I bring this up because in the old days, Gina Carano would have just gotten fired from the show. She would have just faded into the background. The cancel culture mob would cheer, you know, because they have put this pressure on on Disney Plus to cancel her. And she would just fade in the background, never to be heard again. But no. That is not true because now conservatives are fighting back. And let me tell y'all, we love to see it. We love to see conservatives fighting back because no less than 24 hours after it was announced that she had been fired from The Mandalorian, Gina Carano and The Daily Wire, which is Ben Shapiro's conservative-oriented company, now they're getting into entertainment. Now they announced that she is going to produce and star in a movie for The Daily Wire. And I love this a lot. And, and I love this so much. This is what she said. And, and I quote, they can't cancel us if we don't let them. 
The Daily Wire is helping make one of my dreams to develop and produce my own film come true. I cried out and my prayer was answered. I am sending out a direct message of hope to anyone and everyone living in fear of cancellation by the totalitarian mob. And she added, I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before. And I hope it inspires others to do the same. So, yes, Gina Carano. Yes. Gina Carano. Yes. Ben Shapiro. Yes. Daily Wire. This is what needs to happen. Conservatives need to start fighting back. I have done episodes on this before about how conservatives have completely given up on the culture, about how conservatives completely let go of everything that has to do with the culture. They decided that it was stupid. They didn't want to be there. And you know what happened? They lost it. They've completely lost the culture over the past 30 to 40 years. They've lost the culture, just like we have lost the education system, just like we have lost college, just like we have lost so many different things. And this is a new generation of conservatives standing up and fighting back, saying, we're going to talk politics. Absolutely, we're going to talk politics. We're going to be open about why we're Republicans and conservatives. And yes, You know, we're going to be open about if we voted for Trump, supporting Trump. The next nominee comes around in 2024, Ron DeSantis. But we're going to be open about voting for him. So that is what we need. And that is what we need more of. And I'm telling you guys, this is the new wave of the future. There is a market out here for conservatives, for people that want entertainment that has a conservative-leaning slant because we have to get out of the entire system of every conservative-oriented project that we have is just somebody ranting at a camera about politics. And look, like I said, I love ranting to a camera about politics. Politics is my passion. I love it, but we need to do more things. This is what Gina Carano has done This is what the Daily Wire has done and are doing, and this is very exciting. This is exactly where the culture needs to go. I am so tired of conservatives rolling over. I am so tired of people being afraid to be open about their beliefs. I am so tired of um, us not wanting to get a a foothold in entertainment or not wanting to create things that are cultural because we're saying, oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's for the left. Oh, that's for them. And that is why they have gotten this foothold on the left. So bravo to Gina Carano. Bravo to The Daily Wire. I cannot wait to see what the two of these people do next. And it has inspired me. I've told you guys, I've been working on a lot of different stuff here. And it has inspired me to develop and create and produce some projects that are conservative-leaning, but are also entertaining, because this is what people want. Because where we're at right now, and this is the thing that annoys me so much when we watch, just when we watch anything, Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, whatever, it is all leftist. And it is all indoctrination. And you know what? It is time for us to have some real entertainment. It is time for people to start developing things for conservative audiences. I've got a lot of ideas, but I love what Gina Carano and Ben Shapiro at The Daily Wire have done. I love how they switched back and took back the narrative. And I love that Gina Carano is uncancelable. I cannot wait 
to see what they do next. Next up, the New York Times just released a pretty stunning retraction to their initial report about the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick during the January riots. I will tell you what it is and what it means after the break. We are now about a month and a half from what happened in D.C. in January, the Capitol riots. It was a bad moment for America. Let's just be clear about that. And I've been very open and honest with all of you about how I feel about exactly what happened at the Capitol. It's it a bad moment for America. It just wasn't good. There, It was just not a good look, no matter what way uh, you spin it, no matter what you want to say about it. It was just not a good look. There's a police officer that died at the Capitol riots on January 6th. His name is Brian Sicknick. It is a fact that he did die at the Capitol during these riots. What's also a fact is that his death was used to push a political agenda by the left. Now, this is the defund the police crowd, mind you. And, and these people um, who, who hate police officers, mind you, you know, it, it's F the police, it's, it's the pigs, it's, you know, YouTube videos and Instagram videos of them throwing water balloons. Like, how these people hate police. But they love police that can be used to further their political agenda, which is why Brian Sicknick dying at the Capitol was, was perfect for them. So this is the left using him for a political agenda. They had a huge funeral for him. Um, President Biden was there and all that stuff. And by the way, this is not to say that his service and his sacrifice was not worthy of all this attention. It actually is. What I'm trying to say is that, that these, the left and these people are hypocrites and they use this man's death as a political ploy. Now, what isn't a fact, and what was presented as a fact by none other than the New York Times, mind you, is that Sicknick died after being struck by a fire extinguisher during the Capitol riots. Now, this is how the New York Times initially reported this, and this is via anonymous sources, mind you. You know, we, the, the fake news, they love their anonymous sources, don't they? Mr. Sicknick, 42, an officer for the Capitol Police died on Thursday from brain injuries he sustained after Trump loyalists who overtook the complex struck him in the head with a fire extinguisher, according to two law enforcement officials. When the New York Times reports a story like this, it goes everywhere and everyone cites the New York Times and says, well, that has to be, this is the New York Times. Well, of course they don't get facts wrong. Of course they don't issue corrections, except when they do. Because now the New York Times published a correction, and this is about, you know, we're about a month and a half out of this, right? And so this is the correction. And mind you, before I even read the correction, this is after this report that this police officer had been struck in the head by a fire extinguisher during the Capitol Hill riot. So... Set the stage. They're having you believe, and everybody else, and all of us believe, that crazed Trump supporters saw a police officer, took a fire extinguisher, and bashed him in the head, and he died of those injuries. This is what the report reads, the initial New York Times report. This report was picked up by every news outlet in existence. So this has been reported as fact for the better part of... Six weeks now, right? You know, four, five, six weeks. This is their correction that was just published. 
New information has emerged regarding the death of the Capitol Police officer, Brian Sicknick, that questions the initial cause of his death provided by officials close to the Capitol Police. Now, listen to these words. I tell you guys about how the left uses language. Provided by officials close to the Capitol Police. Now, who could that be? Could it be politicians that were pushing an agenda that had the New York Times on speed dial that were used as anonymous sources for this story that was published, went around the entire globe that is now being corrected six weeks later? I'll tell you what, a lie can travel the globe five times before the truth gets out the gate. And that's what's happening here. And this is according to American Greatness, which is a really great outlet. You should all check them out. They're revising the language in the initial story. And so now the initial story reads, now that they've corrected it, and and the people at American Greatness have have gotten the original story, so they have done this, this comparison. Law enforcement officials initially said Mr. Sicknick was struck by a fire extinguisher, but weeks later, police sources and investigators were at odds over whether he was hit. Medical experts have said he did not die of blunt force trauma, according to one law enforcement official. So if you're following me here, this is something that was initially reported by the New York Times, ran with by every major media outlet, and elevated by the President of the United States. This is the statement that Joe Biden made after Trump's impeachment acquittal. It was nearly two weeks ago that Jill and I paid our respects to Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, who laid in honor in the rotunda after losing his life protecting the Capitol from a riotous, violent mob on January 6th, 2021. This is how fake news works. You have an initial report that is based on anonymous sources that is based on more or less conjecture at this point. This initial report, which is proven to be a lie six weeks later, now has six weeks to travel the world to be repeated in every major news outlet, right? These are the people who lecture people like me podcasters, new media, independent journalists, social media personalities, influencers, whatever you want to call it. These are the people that sneer their noses and lecture people like me about lying and misinformation and all of that stuff. These are the words they use. This is the real misinformation. This is how fake news works. It is published via anonymous sources. The lie goes around the entire world. It is repeated at the highest levels of government. And then it's retracted six weeks later and nobody covers it. That's how fake news works, guys. This this is it. This is how the Charlottesville lie. You know, President Trump, very fine people on both sides. That's how that lie became canon. And that's a lie. But when a lie gets published and a lie is repeated by everybody, it just becomes canon. It just becomes facts. And look, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you think about conservatives. I don't care what you think about the fake news. I don't care if you're left, right, center, anything in between. We have to live in a society where we deal in facts, not just pseudo facts, not just misinformation, not just fake news that's used to push a political agenda. And by the way, this goes both ways because Republicans do this shit all the time too. And you realize if you listen to me, 
that I don't repeat a lot of that shit that some of these people say. Because it's, it's false. It's not real. We have to deal with facts. We have to deal with real information. This is how fake news works, people. Stop falling for it. Question everything and everybody, including me. Next up, a mask confrontation in a Chicago gym reveals absolutely everything wrong with America Today. I'll let you know after the break. So I came across a story this morning, which to me is everything that is wrong with American society right now. This is just everything that is wrong about how we are just living our lives today in this pandemic era, in the social media era, in the everybody's a racist era. It boggles my mind. So I'm going to play some audio for you. This is a confrontation that happened in a Chicago gym between other people that were using the gym, between an employee and between a, a guy that just did not want to put his mask on in the gym. I want you to listen to this. Walk away. Then I'll push you away. And I don't want you near me. If you had just kept your fucking mouth shut and not played games, I'd be walking out and you'd be minding your own business, but you want to be a big guy and you want to play games. Sure, at least you're admitting it now. Well, congratulations, dumbass. I don't put up with shit. I don't mind following the rules and keeping other people's health in mind, but I don't put up with games and shit. You're a joke. I'm not a You're a joke. So why are you standing there? I've already said it. I'm not going to do shit. Yeah, you can. You're pretty much verbally abusing us and threatening us right now, so... I, I tried to keep my mask on if you were here earlier and you weren't making a song. Right now I'm talking, oh, that was a far comment. It was on when I was working out, it's down because I'm doing the right now. You're also the first person to go out for a touch, so... Yeah, I feel like I'm too. God, the world is so weird. Look at all these phones, look at this. You guys know I, I, I'm into fitness. I, I love working out. I have been on the other end of this stuff, which is why I, I just really wanted to address this. First of all, the guys want to put his mask on as an asshole. Let's just be clear about it. He, he's a jerk. You know, everybody else is doing it. It's awful. It's stupid. But you know what? Look, these small business owners, they don't like it any more than anybody else does, but they are under the thumb of these tyrannical leaders that cannot wait to shut them down. So you just do it. You just you, you get over with. You do it. And I've been on the other end of this. Two situations. The first situation, my building has a gym. I live, I live in, a, in, a, in a full service building. I like full service buildings. I like having a gym right there. Um, and so I'm working out, right? And mind you, there's maybe three people in this gym and we're all separated from each other. And so this guy comes up to me and he just starts ranting at me about putting a mask on. And as he's ranting to me about putting this mask on, he gets closer and closer and closer to me. It made me very irritated. I'm a very easygoing guy, but I had to put some bass in my voice until it's got to get out of my face. Because if you are so afraid 
and you fear for your life because I'm not wearing a mask and you are, why are you getting close to me? And the thing that I hate about this entire culture, oh, and by the way, this guy could not wait to pull out his phone, videotape me and take some photos of me. I guess he was going to report me to the building or something. I don't know what happened to it. The guy, he's an idiot. What I hate about the culture that we live in right now, this mass culture, the pandemic culture, all of that stuff, is that people cannot wait to weaponize confrontations like this via social media. It pisses me off because the jerk that took this video and put it on Facebook said this. He said, boy, this birthday turned out better than I could have thought. My very own firsthand account of white fragility in the wild, right? So now it's racist. This guy wouldn't wear his mask and the gym staff, who happened to be Mexican, had to address it. So the white guy did what white guys do and called the cops. The big reveal is surprise. He's a Trumper and a lawyer and we got him on candid camera getting physical first. Okay, look, guy's an asshole. Not defending the guy, he's an asshole. I hate that this is the world that we live in. I hate that somebody filmed this confrontation, threw it on Facebook, and is now trying to, I guess, get this guy fired. Look, being an asshole is not a fireable offense. All right, look, I'm an asshole. Nobody's going to fire me. I'm not, an, I'm, not a, I'm not a big of an asshole as that guy. But so this is what people do nowadays. And now this person, and now look, I'm going to stereotype here, and I can do this. If you listen to the guy behind the camera talking, this guy, he's a gay guy. He's freaking leftist, mask-wearing gay guy. He said, you know, the big reveal, this is gay lingo in reference to RuPaul's Drag Race, whatever. So he's a gay guy. And so now everything has to be about race. It has to be about white, white fragility. And now since the, you know, the, uh, the gym employee happens to be Mexican, now he's a racist. Oh, and then, oh, the big reveal, oh, he's a Trumper and a lawyer. So he's a white racist lawyer Trumper who voted for Trump. And it's just like, so this is what people are doing nowadays. For what? For a social media moment, for some social media fame, and now you're going to cancel some guy for being an asshole at the gym? Yeah, they kicked him out of the gym, and they probably should have kicked him out of the gym. He's an asshole. Is this the world that we're living in now? It is this total breakdown of just societal and social norms. It's like the stupid credit system that they have in China, to where if you don't act right or if you don't abide by this or whatever, then you can be canceled, you can be fired, you can have your entire reputation smeared on social media because somebody caught you having a bad day. And who hasn't had a bad day and who hasn't been a jerk? And that's what I hate about this entire moment. And so now this guy is being charged. You know, his name is all out on the internet. I'm not going to throw his name out there. I'm not going to join in on the mob. You know, this is a guy in Chicago. He's a lawyer. But this is the world that we live in. And, and I really do have a problem with this. Not be, like I said, not defending the guy. This guy's a jerk. But who records somebody and who just can't wait to run and, and put it on Facebook so that they can get a little viral media moment and that they can get a little attention. It's pathetic. And we are producing an entire generation of pathetic people that cannot wait to weaponize an encounter with a jerk to put it on social media and ruin their lives. This is what we do nowadays. I can't tell you, look, a couple of weeks ago, um, over New Year's Eve, I was in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. 
and there's some jerk group on Instagram account that exposes gay men that are traveling during the pandemic. And so I take a beach picture, put it on my Instagram, and now they they pull it, put it on their stupid Facebook page. Now I've got people, you know, in my DMs and, and all of this other stuff calling me every name under the book. If we keep weaponizing social media cancel culture mobs on people, this stuff is going to a place that is not good. This stuff is going to a place that is, number one, completely destroying societal norms. Number two, making people so thirsty, so pathetically hungry for a social media moment that they can't wait to throw it on Facebook. And this is a way for them to virtue signal. See, look at me. I'm good. I wore a mask. I do exactly what the leaders tell me to do. I am a sheep. And this is the culture that we're living in right now. And I'm not being anti-mask. I'm not being a mask. I'm not being anything like that. I told you how I feel about the mask. I do it for the small business owners because they're under the thumb of these hypocritical and tyrannical mayors and governors that can't wait to shut these people down. Thank God I live in Florida because DeSantis doesn't do that to people. But in other states, they do. They can't wait to shut these people down. And there's other people that can't wait to report them because that's what they are. They're little, they're little tools of the machine nowadays. And the saddest thing about this is that there is no end in sight to this world because there's no end in sight to the mask stuff. There's no end in sight to the CDC guidelines. They're changing every single day. They don't know anything. And there's no end to this stuff. And that is what irritates me the most about this entire situation, that this is the world that we live in. I don't like it. But unfortunately, I have zero idea of when this is all going to end. Before we go, I want to thank my fellow Problematics so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at RobSmithOnline. Special thanks to our producer, John Cassio, researcher Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers Debbie Myers and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network.